Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of our brand new show, The Open Mic Wrestling. And today's episode is really special because with us is our special guest. He is the owner of Cush and Wives Podcast, the host of Cush and Wives, and he's from New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome my very good friend. He's been watching wrestling since 1998. And I bring to you Mr. Cushion Wives. Hey, man, how are you doing today? Man, what's up? That was an awesome, that was an awesome intro, man. Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> awesome intro. I've never been introduced like that. Uh, Amazing, you're just, you're just too nice. You're just too nice. You know, I hate, uh, you know, re- rewinding and listening to myself. I just I just cringe. But thank you. Thank you for saying those awesome things. <laughs> I love it, man. I love all it. Right. I love thank it, you, man. What's thank up, you. man? What's uh, going on? Oh, all good, man. But, you know, craziness is going on all around us. I mean, The yeah, Fiend, sure. Bray Wyatt, just got released from the WWE yesterday. Uh, let's just start off the discussion with you know, the elephant in the room. What are your thoughts on his release? How is that possible? I know. How I think my first my first thought uh, when noticing Bray Wyatt alone, aka with uh, the feed, was released from um, from WWE. I don't know what they're gonna do with Alexa Bliss. Is she is she's gonna be released next? I would assume so, right? You know, that's a very good question. Uh, I actually got a comment um, on, under my post about Bray Wyatt, and that person mm-hmm. wrote that what WWE basically did was they, they took the Firefly Funhouse from Bray Wyatt, they gave it to Alexa Bliss, so now they basically own the rights to the Firefly Funhouse, but they don't have Bray Wyatt and they don't need him because they got his concept. So maybe maybe she will continue doing the Firefly Funhouse and whatever she's doing, the craziness, uh, until Bray Wyatt's back, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like he will be back. I feel like it could very well be... It could it could do something with his mental health because, you know, Brody Lee passed away and he's not been showing up since then. So I feel that it could do something with his mental health. Uh, but, but you know, as you probably know, Dave right. Meltzer reported that it had to do with budget cuts and uh, the reason why he was let go was budget cuts. Do you buy that? Do you think that WWE would let go of such a prized commodity because of simple budget cuts? Um, well, anything can happen, right? Because now we have, um, his, I think his name is Nick Khan. The most hated person in professional wrestling. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I feel like anything is possible. I feel like uh, if you are, it, it doesn't even matter if you're being utilized. Or even because I think the Fiends merch was selling, right? It was selling. Like, it was still it selling was, at a at a high, it's still at a decent rate. Definitely, it was hot. It was hot. So I don't, I don't think it's more about whether they utilize you a lot or too little. It's just a, a matter of budget cuts. But I do believe, you know, Bray Wyatt has played this, you know, this awkward, weird horrifying you know to be feared character you know what i mean for so long like even before the fiend days Uh when he was just he was trying to take this persona to be not the next undertaker but the next fearful you know character in 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 wwe you know am i right for saying that like i feel like i'm right for saying that right so um i feel like uh you know certain people can handle it and certain people can't you know it it comes with 
and also comes with reinventing yourself now i feel like characters in wwe have to reinvent themselves more now than they used to you know That's versus true. back in the 90s and oh early yeah doesn't because Definitely. a lot of people loses interest quicker now like you know if your character isn't isn't catching within the next maybe month or so people are losing interest they don't want that it doesn't matter how many times we shove it down our throats we don't want it you know what i mean uh roman reigns is a perfect example of that a heel roman reigns i believe a lot of people love people still hate roman reigns because he was shoved down our throats so much week after week after week after week <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, heel Roman Reigns, I think people can tolerate him now. You know, his promos has gotten better. His, his, he's sure himself more now, you know, I agree. versus versus, you know, Vincent Mann. Like, here, this is our guy. This is our guy. You're going to love right. this guy it doesn't work know, week after week. Yeah. So I think the, the problem with Barry Wyatt is, you know, you know, I very I do believe his mental was was affected greatly. Mm-hmm. I, I believe his, his mental was affected greatly. Um. I do believe that, you know, I wish him well, you know, I wish, I wish things, you know, work out for him. I wish things, you know, cause aside from, you know, the obvious AEW, but aside from, you know, wrestling, like I, I genuinely wish his mental health, you know, I wish he gets well, that's it. Cause that's more important than, you know, what, what you're going to do next, you know, you know, you need to take care of yourself. So, you know, that's, that's just my point. Yeah. Very, very well said, actually. The most important thing right now is his own mental health. And we can only, as fans, wish the best for him and hope that, you know, the future holds something good for Bray Wyatt as he deserves. But definitely a very shocking release. But during this conversation, you raised a very good point about characters and how it's so important in WWE right now for superstars yeah. to, to reinvent themselves and bring in new characters. I feel like one of the reasons why it was so much easier back in the day was because we had larger than life athletes they did not really yeah. need a character they they were just you know they were just these majestic figures by themselves they did not need any funky characters most of them but now we have a lot of guys so no offense to anybody but they look similar to each other their physique their body type very very similar they're there we have a lot of smaller guys now and that is yeah. why, in order to stand out, you know, now they don't do steroids, there's l- less drugs, so obviously. Mm-hmm. But yep. in, order, in order for them to stand out, it's definitely needed. But since we were talking about Bray Wyatt, I mean, the Wyatt family was an incredible tag team. Uh, one that were, were dear. Yes. And we're not going to have it back ever again because because of Brody. Brody's not here. It's never going to be the same. Even if, you know, the band comes together, we're going to miss Brody a lot. So rest in peace, Brody, man. Rest in peace, Brody. Um, I think, I think, uh, real quick, because I believe we were talking about the fiend and, uh, Alexa bliss as well. Yeah. I think the fiend character, they have the rights to the fiend character, you know, they meaning WWE. Um, I think now what they can do instead of, you know, instead of depending how lazy the writers are in the room, (laughs) you know, Never know. Um, let's just be honest. You know, sometimes WWE writers can be lazy. Oh, no. It, it can be. Because yeah. it's, it's. I guess, I guess they're trying to portray more of the children and the preteens now than more the adults. Now they have a little robo that does the intro for Raw and all that stuff. I mean, how how much kiddish can you get? That's really lazy. Exactly. Really. Exactly. But I don't want to bash WWE because, like I said, I grew up on WWE. The first oh, yeah. 
wrestling uh, TV I've ever seen was WWE. Um, but um, going back to uh, The Fiend, what, what I was trying to get at is that this, they instead of building a character, they can take a scary character. They could take a, a scary character. I mean, a tall, somebody who's tall, because you know this man likes tall athletes. They could take an right. athlete. Instead, right. of, instead of building his character, they can make a storyline of, okay, well, now you're the fiend. So go out there, destroy things, you know what I mean? And maybe in like a month or two, we may reveal who you really are. And that and that's who you will be, you know? So it give us, maybe uh, this will give us a good storyline for like a month and a half so we don't have to worry about writing too much. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it. I mean, WWE's grown past your number, your normal every Monday Night Wars and you know, Friday night, uh, Friday night SmackDown. They've grown yeah. past that, so it's it's they have to do more. They're expected to do more. So less writing does help out. You know, people in the in the writing room. That's higher right. up. So that's just my my thought. I could be wrong. They they could take the fiend and do keep it on Alexa Bliss, and then once they're tired of her, just let her go. Like like I said, anything is possible. I'm just thinking as a perspective from their their writers room is like okay well this if we take a if we take a tall athlete and just put the fiend mask on him and have him destroy every every opponent he has for the next month or so that'll kill writing you know well that's less things we have to spend time on until we figure out then you know that's just my thought definitely no that's a very good thought and you know i can already imagine Twitter wrestling universe blowing up when they see another fiend, a fake fiend. I'm pretty sure they're going to call him a fake fiend. And there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of angry marks and not just marks, but there are going to be a lot of angry people from the industry. Yesterday, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, they all took to Twitter right after uh, Bray Wyatt got fired and they expressed their anger in one way or the other. I mean, it just makes me think that marks do not only exist among the fans, but also in the wrestling, you know, celebrities universe itself. It's, it's, yeah, definitely, sure. it's definitely, yeah, it's weird uh, with internet and, you know, Twitter. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. But since we're yeah. talking about, about tag teams, uh, I'd like to know who are some of your greatest, your most favorite tag teams to date? Um, recently. So as you know, I don't, um, you know, recently I've been given AEW more of a chance over WWE. Okay. Well, if you guys didn't know that, yes, I am. I'm I'm that person. I am an AEW fan. Takes nothing away from WWE. I love <laughs> WWE for the rest of my life, but it's just you yeah. know, when something is it when you grow out of something, you don't, you know, you appreciate yeah. it, but you're just like, ah, let me let me give this a chance. Of so course. that's where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so right now in um um, I, I like right now in AEW's tag team, you know, the the development they come in, uh, Scorpio Sky, right? And uh, what's what's that other guy's name? I forgot his name, man. Uh, 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 um, I, I, I don't, I don't, confident. that's all right, that's all right, you know, on a blank. Wait, I, I don't blame you because AEW stars are that yeah. beautiful. You don't, you know, it's, it's oh, not. Oh, man, don't yeah. do that. It's don't true. do it's that. True. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like you watch AEW, you don't remember the the stars' name, you know? I mean, come on. Oh, uh, man. You know, no, What's your problem, man? I thought, I thought you both. I can't blame you. I get it. I yeah. get it. But, you know, come on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what are your actual thoughts on AEW? AEW. I feel uh, until yesterday I felt like 
it was a retirement house for a lot of WWE stars and, uh, you know, talents that WWE didn't need. Uh, but but now, after yesterday, if if they did release him due to budget cuts, I feel like AEW is a great fucking platform for for stars who get fired from WWE for no reason whatsoever, and they have a you know a big platform to prove themselves and prove to the WWE writers that they are capable. So I feel like, yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good it's a good platform for for stars who are underutilized by the company, the WWE. But as a consumer right now, I'm not enjoying the AEW product I'm not. And I'm not going to enjoy it until Brandy Rhodes apologizes to me. So that's a different story for a different day. Oh, but- I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Jeez. Come on, Brandy. Of course. Apologize. Well, there's another reason why I'm not tuning into AEW, and that's because... Brandy Rhodes' husband, Cody Rhodes, is a scared cat, and he did not have the guts to accept a challenge for the TNT title by my good friend, JTG. JTG called him out in public last year numerous times on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. He called Cody Rhodes out. He even put out a dream match card with the graphics and all. And he said, I want to challenge Cody Rhodes for the TNT title back when he was doing the open challenges. Cody Rhodes never got back to him. And I'm pretty pissed about it. I mean, JTG is down the hottest independent wrestling industry. Why would you not accept his challenge? Do you, do you think uh, you think he was offered a contract for that? Uh, no, I actually he just he just didn't. No, no, they AEW no. never got in touch with uh, JTG. Now, mm, so you think it's personal? I, I think it's personal. Maybe they know that JTG is a good friend of mine, and they didn't want to get him on the show. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay. So no. you're. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you oh, never know. You never know how they function. But but I'm pretty pissed about it. Pretty pissed about it, to say the least. I mean, JTG and Chad Gaspard, RIP, I mean, the crime time is hands down the most... Oh, I don't even have words to describe how underutilized, you know, overseeing the tag team was. People just didn't care. The management didn't care. They were putting their asses on the line every single day every single week and people didn't appreciate them enough they did not i mean tell me about it you've been watching wrestling for for years now 1998 and you've seen a lot uh, of tag teams come and go Prime yeah. time what are your thoughts on this tag team um i definitely i second that because i do feel like uh prime time as a tag team whole were very under utilize um i feel like some of their segments i remember they had a segment with uh with the reunited of dx back when when triple h and and Shawn michaels had the spare squad you know a little few that they were doing and it brought dx back together not my favorite moment but you know they have some of my favorite moments in it but um they had a segment with uh prime time with uh with prime time i'm sorry and uh, I think Shawn Michaels and Triple H were trying to get tickets to come back into the show because they are kicked yeah. out. And uh, Crime Time had the tickets or whatever. And you know that that was like a little a little segment that they had. And even then, like I was just so I was more happy to see Crime Time because I hadn't seen them in so long. And I was like, oh yeah. shit, they're about to 
They're about to do something. They're about to tag up with DX. This gotta be, and they did nothing with them. Like it was just, yeah. you know, what I mean, it was just they were just there for that for that short little moment. I'm just like, man, like what the hell? Like, right? Because I hate to see. I hate to say. I hate to see dope as good performers not able to perform at their full potential. True. You get what I'm saying about that? Very true. And it, and this happened to the best, but it's just like, yo, they were different. Like they they had it. Like it was just like, how could you fumble the ball with them? Literally, you fumble the ball with great performers. Because aside from aside from Shad, JTG is a great top performer. Definitely. You know, top top performer. So was Shad. But I'm just saying, it's just like. I don't know, and I think they uh they they had a, a feud with each other, Shad and yes, JTG. Yes, they did. Twenty. It was just yeah. like yeah, and uh, it was just like man, like come on, like it, it. I don't know. It hurt me when I watched that feud between uh, Shad and Jay. That feud hurt me more than Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy's feud did because I know how good friends Shad and Jay are, and they would never actually fly, fight like that. So mm -hmm. I mean. That was like self-destruction of the crime time. It was not needed. It was really yeah. called for. It, it was just not needed. But, you know, speaking of their character, it, I mean, WWE gave them a very tug kind of character, you know, where they would come out, mm -hmm. they would steal things, they would sell those things. A lot of fans and people, they criticize crime time for basically not portraying their culture and their people in the best way possible. What are you right. Do you think that crime time was at fault over here? Um, no, I don't think they were at, at fault. I think I think that, like I said, the writers and the you know for them were you know were a little were a little fucked up because it's like come on, like why would you why would you try to portray portray our people like that? I know you know why why would you do that like for for what reason they don't chad doesn't steal like you know what i mean jtg doesn't steal like there are overcomers there are you know what i mean top performers you can't think of nothing else to do with their tag team like nothing else at all they have to go around stealing people and i think it was a little you know it was a little controversial like you know it's, it's like it's like like out of, out of all the things you could have did with them that's what you went with why it's you understand what i'm saying it's a problem that still exists in the WWE. I mean, if you look at uh, a recent tag team, I can give you an example of the recent one. It's uh, Mustafa Ali from Pakistan got teamed up with this guy from Saudi Arabia. Why did they get teamed up together? They had no history together. Mustafa Ali was doing the retribution thing. And, you know, that guy was doing his crown jewel thing, whatever he was doing in Saudi Arabia. Why did they get teamed up, paired up together? It's because they both have a similar backgrounds. Then you look at all those Lucha people, then you look at, you know, uh, I, I can go on and on about it. You can look at Street Profits. You can look at so many people. WWE pairs people up depending, you know, based on their ethnicity, based on their, you know, what their racial background is, where, what their nationality is. And that's where the problem lies because they are still so orthodox in their thoughts. They just want to pair people up for the ratings. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make a stable out of, Indian people, because that's going to give me viewers from India. No, that's 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 
that's wrong. Why would you do that? When you can, when you can spice things up and make a, a very interesting team of, let's say, an Indian guy such as Jinder Mahal and an African American guy, you know, there are so many talented people out there who would do something amazing with the fusion like that. But no, WWE, every single year, every single time they're forming a tag team, it's just the same old route of bringing people of the same ethnicity, bringing people of the same nationalities together just for the ratings. And it's stupid. It's very stupid. And speaking um, of... Real, yes, please. please go uh, I, I, had a, I had a comment on uh, Jinder Mahal. By far to this day, I feel like one of the best uh, WWE championship runs um, I've ever seen. <laughs> one of them I've ever seen. Like I, I like the way the title sits on him. I like, I like the way he, I like his heelish run. Yeah, I like the way he's. Um, you know, I'm not so far. Like I, I like, I love the culture that I love his culture. But I feel like if he had a choice, he probably would have did something different, more. You know, more, more him maybe. You know, I mean, if not, that's cool. But like, I mean, it was just he had that. He had that it factor. He has that it yeah. factor, and like. It's just like I love to see him on TV. I was like, "Yo, I've I've seen Jinder Mahal in the past." You know, when he was uh when he back in way back in the past. Yeah. And to see him now, like the way when he had that that tighter one, I was like, "Yo, this is whoa." Like, you understand what I'm saying? He had looks, he had everything going about him that entrance, everything. that entrance that was amazing. And now Bollywood mm -hmm. boys are gone and Jinder Mahal is doing things with a few bunch of people from India just because they're from India, they've got to pair it up together. And I'll tell you, this is the worst fusion ever because I mean, first you had Jinder Mahal doing the thing with Sikh in like the Sikh culture, he was wearing a turban and all of that. And when th that did not work, uh, they had him you know, wear the scarf and do the own thing, you know, own chants and whatever about talk about meditation and yoga. That's because they felt like talking about Om and Hinduism might work and that would, you know, bring up the merch sales and whatnot in India. That didn't work either. So they had him put on the shelf, you know, kept him aside. The same old WWE right now. I mean, they're yeah. experimenting, you know, with the Indian uh, tag team right now with Jinder Mahal and, uh, uh, all those people, I think it's not going to work. I think it's going to be another fail because it's the same old thinking, the same old way that nationality, ethnicity, you know, bring them together, make it work somehow. Mm. It doesn't happen that yep. way. It doesn't happen. Yep. But uh, coming back to the crime time, I spoke to both Chad uh, and JTG about their, um, their characters. And what right. they had to tell me was that it was Vince McMahon's idea. Of course. It was Vince McMahon's idea. And the way Vince McMahon basically convinced, I believe Shad was who told me, uh, who convinced Shad to go ahead with the plan was that he wanted to portray them in a good light, ultimately. What he wanted them to do was do all these things, do the stealing, do the selling, and still get cheered by the fans somehow. That's what they wanted them to do, basically a way to tell them that, hey, you're still going to be stealing, you're still going to be doing all this tough stuff, but I'm going to make fans cheer for you, and that's going to put you in a, in a good light. And that's how they were convinced to do it, and they and they did it. And uh, Shad, I believe, was like, uh, yes, we were stealing, but we were giving it back to the fans. I think this is something that JTG said, that we're giving it back to the fans, so we're making fans happy. And that's how mm -hmm. once McMahon's brain worked, and uh, yeah, it's definitely very, very controversial uh, character that Very. 
that would not work right now. But one tag team that people compared the street profit, uh, the prime time to is the street profits. Do you see any similarities between the two as well? Uh, street profits. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, other than, you know, I mean, obviously the size, (laughs) um, but I, I think street profits have its own, uh, they have their own little, you know, little swagger. Like they have their own little, you know, their little, uh, characters where it's just like, they're, they're, they're not scared to. You know, they're not just they're not just trying to thug it out, even though that's not this prime time's fault, as we as we know. But they're not scared to, uh, you know, be themselves and do little funny, like funnier skits and stuff like that. Not always, you know, sometimes they stick to the script, but you could tell, like, sometimes they're really like just doing them on the low. Like, you know, I'm not explaining. It's just they're they're very fun to watch. Shoe Profits. I, I love Shoe Profits. Shout out to them. Shout out to Street Profits, man. Awesome. So you, since you're from New Jersey, you obviously know a yeah. lot about, about New York, New Jersey, Tri-State, and you know a lot about Brooklyn as well, I can assume. Yeah, I know a little bit about Brooklyn. Not too much, but okay. I know a little bit. Well, Shad and JTG both, you know, both are from Brooklyn. And, you know, uh, as, as a New Jersey native, what did you feel about when you first saw the crime time? Did you get any Brooklyn vibes from them or did you not feel yeah. it? No, I got New York vibes from them. I'll tell you why. It's because uh, when I first seen them wrestle, they were, uh, I think it was Shad wrestling in Tim's. And uh, yeah. um, if, oh, you know Shad about, if you know anything about New York, man, oh, yeah. anybody from New York, if you know anything about them, a pair of fresh Tim's, a, a, a New Yorker has to keep it on them. Yeah. He has to keep a fresh pair of Tim's on him, no matter what. I, I bet if I could ask Shad how many pairs of Tim's he had, it would be well over 100. It has oh, to be. I'm every really- time he wrestled, every time he wrestled, I think he had a fresh pair on. Had to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, but, you know, that's just a New York thing. <laughs> that's very interesting. And Shad was a very interesting man. Uh, he he did achieve a lot of success in wrestling, obviously, even after the WWE. Yeah. But, oh, for but, sure. But then he want he was trying to get into Hollywood. And the, I believe the recent film that he actually did a little cameo on was uh, the recent Birds of Prey film, which you know, oh, okay. Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, so he did. Yeah, yep. he did achieve some success there. And uh, I do believe that they moved to, ca- uh, to California just because Chad wanted to pursue his Hollywood career. It's it's really mm-hmm. sad that you know what happened happened. Yeah. But do you remember where were you? when you came to know about the news of Shad's passing that he got lost and when he got lost, did you feel like there was still hope that he would come back? Yeah. So, um, um, Shad had, did, he did do, uh, birds of birds of prey. Um, I've seen that, but when I, before I got the news, I was watching, uh, I think it was a Kevin Hart movie. I think it was, uh, think like a man. Think like a man or think like a man too. One of those. Uh, he he was in one of them for like not that long period of time, but he was in one of those. Yeah, I was like, oh snap! Look, I know that crime time. Like you know what I mean? Just like that, just yeah. like that. And I happened, I happened to you know after after I finished watching the movie, I went to get something to eat. And I'm, as I'm heating my food up, I'm looking, scrolling on my phone, and I see the news, and it said, I keep seeing like his face, his face, his face. Uh, you know that he was able to save his son and. You know they were swimming. I'm like, what? This don't. This got to be fake. So I I keep scrolling. I and I'm, t- I'm like, yo, this is 
this is really real. Like, he really got lost at sea. And, and it happened, and it recently happened to uh, another child actor um, from, from, from the 90s. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, guys. I'm bad with names. But um, I can't remember her name, but she recently passed away too the same way. So when I saw it, I'm like, yo, is this this real? So then, you know, I wait a couple of days. Um, what was it, like a week before they announced it? Yeah. Where they said, you know, and I was just like, oh man, nah, no way. So um, you know, I went to I went to look up every movie he's been in and I literally sat and I watched it. Just watched it. Really sad. Had to. Cause that was the way I could pay, you know, tribute to him. Cause like, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what else to, you know, I didn't know what else to do. And I already know his family and stuff is more. So I'm like, yo, let me, let me see what he's been in. Cause I know he's, I know he's been in quite, quite a few movies. So let me see what he's been in. So I Google what movies he was in. He made an appearance in and I just watched him. You know, uh, so, before, you know, a month before Shad passed, uh, we were in regular touch. We did the don't rush challenge. That was very, uh, popular back last year. Everybody was yeah. doing don't rush time, so we did that with Shad. And uh, I believe it was just two weeks, two weeks before his passing, is when I did an Instagram live interview with him. And I interviewed Shad. And uh, I wasn't feeling too well that day. I was a little under the weather or, you know, whatever. Wasn't feeling too well. And we, at that time, Instagram only allowed you to stay online on, on live video for an hour. And then it got disconnected. Yeah rejoin so that time mm-hmm. um we we kept talking and then shad started talking about chris benoit and how he got to know about his passing and when they were driving and all the stuff and uh, it was about to be an hour and i said shad you know you have so many stories so exciting you know i wasn't feeling too well you know in me so like mm-hmm. shad, let's let's uh, let's talk about it next time you know when you when you're back on you know let's try let's schedule something and let's talk about it in the second round of our interview and Shao was like no no no, let's keep going let's keep going because you know uh you never know when i'm so busy or something let's keep going i'm like yeah Shad, all right keep going mm-hmm. and we did 10 more minutes and i was like Shad, you know well, let's let's do it some of the day i know you're busy and all that stuff so he was like all right all right cool let's just have the day and he was so nice <laughs> interview he brought in his wife he brought in his kid he brought in his dogs his cat introduce us to everybody and uh and after the interview got over he was like aj it was so much fun it was great we have to do it next week and i said yeah shad let's do it next week and i'm like this guy is just being too nice you know uh no way he's gonna be free next week no way we're gonna be able to do an interview so so fast so you know i was like i'm not gonna bother him next week maybe i'll wait a month and i'll text him again so next week mm-hmm. Passed and then the the following week I, I got a text from a friend. He's like, AJ, I'm so sorry. I just heard about Shad. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? I looked up and I see the mm-hmm. Shad's missing. And it was TMZ, and I'm getting goosebumps right now to talk about it. It was TMZ, and uh yeah. I, I was yeah. reading, I was reading the story and I read that Ar- Araya, his son, he came back. And I thought to myself that well, in that time, we did not come to know that Shad was the one who saved him. It just said that Araya was able to get back. And I was like, what, was, what would have happened was that Shad would have saved him and sacrificed his life. I had this feeling in my head and I was like, I hope this is not happening. I hope he'll be back. And I was praying day and night. I was really hoping that he'll be back. But but no, but yeah, Shad went away yeah. the hero he was, and he will always be remembered for it, all, always. So hero, 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 man, hero. 
um, you know, hero. What are your thoughts on on Titus O'Neil getting the Warrior Award this year and not Chad? Um, I'm you know I'm a, I'm not upset at it. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, I would I would have loved 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 to see you know uh, Chad get it as well, um, or they both get it. I don't I don't understand why you have to give just one award like you know especially if, if people are doing outstanding work day in and day 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 in and day out so um i'm not upset that titus has that award is because titus does a lot you know yes titus he goes around he does a he he first of all first i, I love to see my people win mm-hmm. you know um so you know i'm never mad at that um so you know, Titus does a lot, though. I don't think people really truly understand how much Titus does. He goes, he, um, not only is he a performer, not only is he an actor, he's also an advocate. Titus goes around to different hospitals across the world and, you know, and does whatever he can. He's very hands-on, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not upset at that. Like, I'm proud he got it. I also would love to see Shad get it because he he's, he's a hero. He went out being a hero. You understand what I'm saying? So okay. why can't you give them both? Why can't they both have it? You understand what I'm saying? Or, you know, I don't know, man. That's, 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 I feel like people may have, you know, different opinions and that's fine. You know, maybe I'm not the best to be a, a P on that subject, but I do know for facts, Titus does do a lot. You know, Shad went out being the great person that he is, you know? So you know, I love I love how you are all about positivity and you have good things to say about everybody. Titus obviously does yeah. a lot, and I really like your opinion on, on this uh, subject. But I feel yeah. like, Shad, his sacrifice was just too big for any award to do justice to yeah. his name. So I feel like yeah. I feel, this is not going to happen. I'm pretty sure that Warrior Award is, is cemented there forever. But I would love for an award to be dedicated to Shad, not, not, you know, Shad winning the Warrior Award, but maybe mm-hmm. renaming the Warrior Award to the Gaspard Award or something like that, because that's how big of an impact Shad made. And yeah. I, would, I would love for his name to continue for decades and for centuries and centuries and people to learn yeah, be- life. Yeah. Because they have a, uh, they have a, a ultimate warriors, uh, um, uh, fund or something like that on, on WWE. That, that, right? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right, right. So I feel like they need to do that with Shad, like the Shad's yeah. Hero Award or something like that. You know, because this guy's story should be, you know, living forever. People should learn from his story because he he was a true father, a true hero, and his name should continue for for a, for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, Shad. Sure. Chad, we're, we're, we all miss him every single day. But his partner, rest in peace, Chad, man. Definitely rest in peace. But his partner, JTG, I mean, he's an incredible man himself, not only inside the ring, but in this in this last year, in the justice last year, he has released an ebook to help people get biceps like himself. He has created awesome. his own brand of supplements, T Moss. Which is which are made specifically for men and their testosterone problem, and he has also cre- he's also the owner of his sexy as hell beard care, which is selling extremely well, and he's also a founder awesome. of an 
audio meme app. So this guy does a lot. And to to uh, honor crime time and to keep their name running, he's also bringing some kind of a NFT, which I believe is a some kind of a digital asset which he's going to be calling crime times NFTs and people can actually go and buy them like bitcoins and uh oh, okay that's dope. I mean I mean I mean if you think about it JTG is, is a true genius. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I really like that that beer product thing. I might have to hit him up for <laughs> Yeah, you got for, for a couple a couple <laughs> samples, you know. You got to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta do that. Sahbeardcare.com is sexy as hell. Beard care, you gotta go there. Oh, uh, yeah, I had to write that down real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. ATG, you will be hearing from me, man. Definitely will be hearing from me. Yeah, next time we <laughs> next time we catch up, we're both gonna have a lot better beards because of sexy. Yes, beard care. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm with oh, yeah. you 100%. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna buy that product right now. <laughs> but, for sure, for sure. It was fun talking about the crime time. This team is just truly amazing, and it will live on forever. I mean, WWE dis- yes. did they did disband the crime time in 2010, but they got yeah. back together in 2014, and they're gonna be together forever. That's for sure. For sure, for sure, man. For sure, definitely. Um, you know, um, you know, long live Chad. You know, I mean, shout out to JTG, man. You crime time was a pillar in my childhood a pillar a pillar um i look forward to seeing you guys every week on tv every monday night every friday night i i love to see you guys on raw and smackdown i love your promos your promos didn't look forced it looked natural and that's you know that's the main that's the main thing with me it was believable you understand what i'm saying so shout out to crime time man shout out to crime time there would never be another original it can't even be duplicates because you guys are just special. You guys are special. So right shout out on. to y'all, man. Right on, brother. Right on. And JTG is, is doing very well in the independent scene as well. He's also mm-hmm. appearing on NWA these days. And uh, he is the VIP, okay. VIP company's champion for over 264 days now. So he's doing incredible on his own. So if you guys want to check out JTG, make sure to follow him on Instagram. He always updates his followers and tune into NWA or wherever else he goes. He's going to go to big, big and higher places. That's for sure. But guy, it was amazing talking about the crime time, but now let's talk a little bit about Cushion Wives. Would you like to tell our followers what Cushion Wives is all about and the podcast? I mean, you've had such incredible guests on the podcast earlier. Yeah, man. Hey, man. So, um, cushion vibes is just simple. Um, it's not. A, I know you hear the word "cush." And you're like, oh, it must be a smoking podcast. No, it's not about smoking. I mean, it, it, you can smoke. It's it's whatever you want to do. You, you know, it's more about positivity, man. We're taking the problems yeah. that this world yeah. gives us, and we're getting over them with positivity and good energy, man. So I'll have, you know, I'll have some guests on and I'll have, you know, a couple people, a couple surprises on. I'll go on live and I'll interview them and just, you know, speak about positivity. What's going on? There's enough negativity in this world. I'm not about that. If you want to be negative, turn the news on, you know? Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so I'm just more of a, you know, I'm more about good energy, man. I like I love that. Seeing people smile. I like people seeing progress. You know, I like having people on that I had last year. And then I have them on this year and they progress so much from last year that you wouldn't even reckon them. You wouldn't recognize them. You wouldn't believe that they're that person from last year. You know, wow. and it's all about growth. So it's, um, I'm on all platforms. I'm on, you know, you can listen to my podcast on Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. 
Um, season four will be coming very soon, guys. I don't want to give you a date because then you guys are going to be hounding me. But it's coming very soon. It will be here before the year is out. I promise you that. Uh, more visuals, more um, more topics, more uh, funniness, <laughs> more uh, good energy, and a couple of guests here and there. But uh, Cushion Vibes, that's what Cushion Vibes is about, man. It's about positivity, man. You feel like you're feeling down, you're feeling angry. Come listen to my podcast, and I guarantee you're going to smile by the end of it, you know? It's true. Every single word that this gentleman just said is very true. And Cushion Vibes is not about smoking pot or anything. I don't even smoke. And I've been on the Cushion Vibes podcast. And I can tell you, it's all about the positive vibes, the positivity. And I'm so fortunate to have met the wonderful host of Cushion Vibes because he is just so incredible. I'm really grateful to be, you know, like acquainted with you and call you a friend. You are truly special. And for sure, man. For the Thank people who are to us right now, make sure to follow Cushion Vibes on Instagram and check out their wonderful, wonderful podcast on across all the streaming platforms. It's incredible. Well, thank you so yeah. much for joining us today. It was incredible talking to you and reflecting on the life and the career I, of Chad Gaspar in prime time. I got one more question before I let you go. And I know, I know, I know you got to go because you're a very busy man, man. First of all, I got to thank you for even allowing me to do this, man. This oh, no. is one of my first real... Be not only my first, my real, but the best fucking interviews I've ever had. You know, shout out to everybody at Wrestling News. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are, you guys fact checked everything. You guys are real. You guys are humble. You guys are, are dope as hell. I love you guys. Thank you. I follow you guys for a reason. I show love. You're my brother, man. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. I had one question before I want to let you go. I know you're not too big on AEW, right? <laughs> I have to ask you this. There has been rumors. That CM Punk, okay, and Daniel Bryan uh -huh. will be in AEW before the year is out. Right. Is that something that's a fact, or do you think that's that's just speculation? You know, uh, you know, I asked the same question to JTG, and since this interview has been all about crime time, I'm going to give you the same answer that JTG gave to me. He said, okay. I don't know if they're going to debut for AEW, but I would love for them to debut for AEW. And that's because there should not be a monopoly in any industry. And if they are able to mm. enter AEW and shake things up and show WWE that, hey, this is not a monopoly. We are two different brands and both of them are doing very good. It's going to be best for business for everybody. And I feel like this is so true, you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't like AEW right now, but maybe I will tune in in the future. You know, if the product improves, you know, if Brandy Rhodes goes away, maybe, yeah, I'll tune in tomorrow. <laughs> she, but, <laughs> she's not on television right now. She's not on I don't television. care. I don't care. Well. I don't care. I still get the Brandy Rhodes vibe every time I tune in. But no, I, I, I love I love AEW. I've interviewed a lot of their uh, a lot of their talents. Uh, I love the work that they're doing. They're definitely shaking things up. But uh, CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan, I hope that they go to AEW. But I don't know. I don't know. Especially so do, do, but but do you think that CM Punk's uh, hype? You know, the CM Punk hype is over. Like, cause, like, I feel like his hype ran out as soon as he did the Fox News thing with Renee Young and all that. That was that was lame. But I'll tell you something. That was uh, right. I'll tell you, there are a lot of casual followers that don't care about what he's done in the UFC or in backstage. They just like CM Punk. So, right, AEW is gonna get that casual following 
fan base to their product because right now a lot of AEW fan base are hardcore fans not the casual fans so with cm punk that company is going to get a huge mainstream attention and get a, a huge fan base to the product so yeah but i don't i, I honestly myself i don't see cm punk debuting at AEW anytime soon daniel bryan mm. yes not cm punk i don't see it Okay. All right. I guess we, it's a waiting game, man. It's a it's waiting, waiting game. game. The next time, the next time we meet up, you know, we chat for another one of these sessions. Uh, we're mm-hmm. gonna see if I was wrong or not. But what do you think? Is CM Punk debuting for AEW? Um, I think there's a high chance. Uh, only, okay. I only say this because uh, everything has been on Jericho to to bring yeah. this company to sure. to the top. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have Brody Lee. Uh, rest in peace. He he. You know, but I feel like things started on Jericho's back and it's still they're still utilizing him as much as they did when he first you know debuted so it's still right on his back and I think Jericho he's getting older he's getting tired he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes um so I think we need another wow factor I think we need that wow factor because the people that they bring in gets a good a good a good hype up but I haven't seen uh Oh, uh, a hype so big that it's about to destroy the place, you know? And we need that. So I feel like CM Punk needs to debut at AEW. Because if he goes anywhere else, he might get a hype, but it won't be as big as AEW. I'm sorry. It just won't be. Uh, Daniel Bryan is another one, too. Uh, I think I think Daniel Bryan is going to be at AEW, but I think he needs to wait maybe like a year or so. Maybe two years. You know? Uh-huh. I'll because uh, Dan Bryan is still dealing with that that head injury he still has. I don't think anybody knows. We didn't forget about that. Every time he slams his head, he slams. We're like, oh shit, is, oh, he, yeah. is he okay? <laughs> you know. So I don't know. Well, he, but we do need a, a, a they do need a, a a big impact before the year's out. So, okay. I don't know. So we'll see who was the right one. It was it you? Was it me? The next time we catch up, and I cannot wait for that. But thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you to our thank listeners. you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank you to our listeners to two for tuning in, and we'll be back next week for with another very hot with another very hot topic and a very hot guest. Thank you so much. Man. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys.